The other tip I would give coaches is something my nephew said, said to his wife actually, and she passed it on to me. She said, for every hurdle that, that we successfully like jump over, someone else has decided to stop. I'm Dr. Mora. I'm a college professor, instructor, coach, and passionate mentor to health coaches around the world. But I haven't always been that confident and committed to my coaching career. I wasn't sure if I could make it work or even what the best approach was to success and fulfillment. I decided to step up and step into my dream of guiding health coaches on their journey from hesitant health coach to committed health coach. With a unique approach to coach growth, the Health Coach Catalyst program creates a strong hexagonal effect. The Coaching Hive podcast is your glimpse into the concepts, ideas, and approaches that underscore the hexagonal effect while giving you the opportunity to implement tools and tips along the way. Are you ready to dive into today's podcast? Then let's go. And remember that this podcast is family friendly. So go ahead and play it through your speakers. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Lynn. Lynn is a national board certified health and wellness coach and has really been growing her business and learning a lot through the process. I am looking forward to hearing more about her journey as a health and wellness coach, as well as the tips she has for new and aspiring health coaches. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so happy that we're able to sit down and talk today. Fantastic. So to set the stage, I wonder if you could share just a little bit about your background as well as what led you to health and wellness coaching. Background includes a degree in psychology, an undergraduate degree in psychology, and also a classically trained chef. So coming into the coaching world kind of grew from that. But I think the most pivotal thing for me was working for the American Diabetes Association. It was my first job out of college. And, you know, I got to see firsthand the impact of of that disease on families with children with diabetes, but then also on adults in most cases had significant weight issues. And so, you know, I don't I don't think that anybody wakes up you know, each morning and says, I'm going to make some really poor health and wellness decisions today. You know, I'm going to eat bad. I'm not going to exercise. I don't think people do that. But what I am learning is that people don't realize the impact of these decisions. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the the long-term effects of not making well choices. And so for me, it's all about educating people and helping them to see, see the benefits of making better food choices and working towards living a a healthier lifestyle. I think you bring up such an interesting point there that we don't wake up necessarily every day saying, I'm going to make a bad choice today. We don't do that, but we do walk past the pantry and say, oh man, those cookies, they look good. Maybe I'll just have one today. And, you know, sometimes that one turns into two or three as we're walking by the pantry three times (laughs) that day because, oh, the first one was really good, but we don't intentionally set out to make those kinds of choices. And you saw that firsthand as you worked with the American Diabetes Association. It's not that we intend to make choices that aren't going to support our health and wellness, but they do happen. Right. 
And for me, it was what was amazing was seeing the transformation. They get to the other side of the room and the, they go through that door and, you know, you can see the, the changes, not just in their weight, but just in their entire demeanor and how they're feeling about life in general. I bet they have more energy and they're just more enthusiastic. So many of them have dreams of playing with their grandchildren, golfing, traveling, whatever it is. And so when their health sort of comes into focus, then all those things become more of a possibility. Absolutely. You're a classically trained chef. How have you used that and helped integrate everything together so that you can create a more well-rounded coaching program? It was a gift that I kind of didn't realize. Like, I mean, it was, I knew it was, obviously it was there, um, but I didn't realize how I would be able to leverage that in my coaching practice. And so, you know, just by the very nature of having been in the business for 20 plus years, you know, I've learned a lot of tips and tricks for, you know, for food, not, you know, not just cooking, right. But food preparation, because I think sometimes clients can be really overwhelmed with the idea of, okay, now I got to learn how to, you know, I'm going to be using ingredients I might not have had experience with before, or I have to learn new cooking techniques or, or I just have to learn to cook, you know? And so it can be very overwhelming, I think, um, in a lot of different ways. You know, I take the opportunity to help people break it down, like to kind of chunk it out. I'll give you an example. So I had a client who raised a family and now it was her and her husband and she knew how to cook you know, but she cooked for a family and she Mm -hmm. didn't, and she knew how to cook what she knew how to cook. So they were in a rut. They were stuck. um, They were kind of having meals that were not very satisfying. And then as a result, they were snacking, you know, in the evening and putting weight on. And so Mm -hmm. we first started with expanding her awareness to other things in the supermarket that she could experiment with and try. And so that was like the first step, you know, just kind of expanding the awareness. But then once she started experimenting in the kitchen, her confidence grew. And then she was able to start preparing healthier meals for her and her husband. And then the snacking just sort of fell off. It was a very interesting process. It's been a real blessing for me to have the culinary background. And, you know, and I'm not talking about fancy food. I mean, I'm a, you know, if you ask me what my favorite marinade is, I'm going to tell you olive oil, salt and pepper, you know, just straightforward, (laughs) but it's, I always say it's fancy. It's not fancy. It's fresh. So, and that's kind of how I work with my clients, um, you know, through the process. Well, and I'm sure that because you have that background, you aren't worried about going into the grocery store and saying, oh, something new. Okay. Let me experiment with it. And you can help clients also generate that same enthusiasm to experiment. Right. Right. It, it really is. It really is an awareness thing. I, there's a, a, a young, uh, young gentleman I worked with a year ago who has lost 60 pounds and it started oh, wow. with just awareness and, you know, and it, what, you know, so for him, he was obviously overweight, but for him, it was an awareness about what he was eating and how much he was eating. And then it was a matter of, okay, what else, what else can I do? What can I replace these you know, these dinners or lunches or snacks with and start making better choices. So, yeah, you know, I mean, if you have to meet each grade, we talk about this all the time, you have to meet each client where they're at. And so it's been an interesting, it's really been interesting. And it's been very, very inspiring for me and invigorating for me as as a coach. It sounds like you've really kind of found your niche and found how you can really differentiate yourself 
from other coaches when you have, because you have this training, this background, now you can really serve your clients in a special and unique way. So when you think about kind of new coaches, is that something that they need to think about? Kind of what do you think? Well, I, I do. I think that we all have our own unique gifts. And I think with some you know, thoughtful consideration. I mean, we talk about it even with our clients, right? We, they, we believe that they have the strength within yes. to bring forth the, the resources that they need. And so it's kind of the same thing with us. You know, I just, I feel like that with a little bit of thought and, you know, some self-introspection that coaches can identify and communicate what it is that makes them what they can bring you unique to their own practice. I love that you're saying, you know, we can, we all have our strengths because it's sometimes it's easy to say, okay, I'm a new coach. Oh my gosh, the market's saturated with coaches. Well, no, it's not because every single coach has their own approach and their own background and their own experiences that they're bringing to the table, which means you are you, you're not anyone else and no one else is who you are. So even when you look at your experience and maybe there's another health coach who's also a classically trained chef, you come from different experiences and you add in that you worked for the American Diabetes Association. You add in these little pieces and you become a unique coach. And, you know, and the other part of it that, that I have to remind myself of is that people are going to relate to different individuals differently. Right. So, so, you know, someone might you know, enjoy working with me or, you know, um, but then I might not click with someone else. So, you know, so it's our gifts, it's our personalities, you know, it's who we are that is really, you know, really creates each, each coach's point of differentiate points of differentiation. Yes. That also kind of leads me into something I was thinking about is that if someone doesn't click with you, right, that's okay. And it's nice though, to have a network of coaches where you can say, you know what, maybe I'm not your fit, but I wonder if the coach over there might be a better fit. So creating those collaborations. Right. Right. And I mean, and I've, I've actually come in contact with different types of coaches, like lifestyle coaches, meditation coaches. And for me, that that's a resource that I can now provide to my clients yes. if in fact that's something that they're feeling like they need so the collaborations and networking can expand or should I, I think should expand beyond just health and wellness coaches because we all serve a different yes. purpose you're right and we could be the entry point for someone into health and well-being we might be that entry point so they may not be aware of the other options out there to make that more well-rounded or as they get more interested in and looking at these other aspects of their life or expanding their healthcare provider team to include more types of providers as the entry point. It's nice if we have those kinds of connections to be able to say, yeah, there are these other things out there when you're interested or if you're interested. Right. Yeah. We have, we have, we really have a unique opportunity. I think. I think so too. So as you think about working with your clients, I would love to know a little bit more about how you are serving your clients right now and kind of in the community, what, what you've got going on. Uh, well, I'm doing a, you know quite a bit of one-on-one coaching. 
and my husband is working on getting his private pilot's license. And so I recently um, did a presentation to the gentleman in his, um, it's called the um, EAA, Experimental Aircraft Association. Okay. Um, I did a presentation to some, to, to that group one evening a few weeks ago, because pilots, you know, whether you're a commercial pilot or a, you know, a, you know, your own kind of pilot, uh, your health and wellness is pretty important. You've got a lot of, you're carrying a lot of responsibility when you're up, you know, in an air, in any kind of aircraft, mm -hmm. right? So I thought it was, and my husband thought it was appropriate to, you know, really talk to these guys about their health. And for the most part, I was looking around the room and I was like, oh, you know, I could, I could help a lot. Now, some of them are in, in good shape, right? They, they, they have an understanding of yeah. what, what's required. Um, but that, but I couldn't say that about a hundred percent of the population. So, you know, I think, and then I recently have connected with some hip and knee surgeons who have clients who need to lose weight that their, their BMI needs to come down to a certain level in order for them to have their hip and knee surgery. So I've started, you know, developing that partnership. And then recently um, I have coming up in uh, May, I have a presentation at a local community center. I'm doing one in the morning and one in the evening to try to capture the folks who are retired and then the folks who are still working. And, you know, and again, it's, it's about not just about raising awareness about my coaching practice, but just raising awareness about health and wellness in general. And it, it'll click with someone, someone, yes. I'm actually working with a business coach and, you know, she just encourages me to keep getting my message out, getting my message out because it's going to resonate with someone and you just never know what you're going to say or how it's going to influence someone to take action. As you were sharing those different places you were going, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, wow, Lynn, you're really getting out there and sharing your message and you're right. It will connect with someone and you don't always know. That's the surprising thing. Sometimes we say, oh no, they wouldn't be interested. And that's where the magic happens in the end, at the end of the day, you realize, oh, if I had skipped that opportunity, I would have Absolutely. missed out. They would have right. missed out. Absolutely. For us not to step into, into the, I don't want to say like the limelight, but for us, for us to, as a coach, for us to, you know, shrink behind anything, you know, we're doing, we're doing potential clients a disservice, you know, and we have to, mm -hmm. We need to keep putting ourselves out there and it's, it can be really hard, right? I mean, if you're not, yes. like, I'm not used to constantly being in social media and it's, it's just not anything I've ever mm -hmm. had to do, wanted to do, but now I'm doing it because right. I, I, it's like a calling, right? I have a calling to help people get well, you know? And health and wellness coaches, I can't tell you how often I hear that I want to help people get well right. when they're ready. And if we kind of hide, then that doesn't happen because it might be that they want to get healthy, but they're still worried. They're concerned, right? Change is hard. We know that. And that courage to, to reach out may not be quite there, but if we as coaches have the courage to reach out to our communities and say, I'm here to help when you're ready, then that might be the little extra push that, that that potential client needs to say, now it's the time. I was just invited right. to do this. I need to take charge right. of my health. And I, and I think, you know, for people that suffer with being overweight, I think that for some people, there's some shame and frustration, right? If they've tried numerous mm -hmm. 
diets that haven't worked or they've lost the weight and put it back on, there's a element of defeat, I think. And I, yes, you know, so for, for me, if I can provide these individuals with hope, you know, and, and rebuild their, rebuild their confidence and, you know, and it's like all the work we do with Dr. Sears, you know, it is just making those small, small changes a little, little bit over time really brings, you know, really starts to influence people's ability to make bigger changes. Just, just to make that progress and to, and it can be little tiny steps because those are the biggest steps. I think sometimes are the baby ones because that's what gets the ball rolling. It's not the big, massive steps because those don't always Mm -mm. get sustained. It's the little ones that are doable on the daily basis to be able to get the ball rolling so that you get into a routine and a habit of healthy living. Right. I mean, I had a client who I was working with. She was recently engaged. She wanted to lose weight for her wedding. And within two or three sessions, she just decided that she needed to, she needed to learn how to cook. You know, we go, I go back to that. So we were doing zoom cooking classes because she's in Virginia and I'm in New Jersey. So I would give her the grocery, you know, she'd go get get a recipe. She'd go buy the groceries. Mm -hmm. And then I would kind of coach her through the the cooking pot, whatever she was making. And then her and her husband would sit down to dinner Mm -hmm. and she would take a picture, show me what they were having. And, you know, and then the next session we would kind of revisit what worked, what didn't, but it was really amazing to me. It was to see her confidence evolve. Mm -hmm. That's for me, that's, I think that's what's most rewarding. That's what I was just going to ask. What's most satisfying. And and it sounds like really seeing them put it all together and figure out what they want to do and knowing that that can change. And maybe, yes, it was weight loss initially, but it was really, it wasn't as much about the weight loss as being healthier and feeling good in her body. Right. Right. And, and I, and I think that's what for me, for me, when I was really getting started, clients would come to me to quote unquote, lose weight. And then all of a sudden we'd be veering down this other path. And it was really hard for me because I'm like, how I'm not helping. What am I, how am I helping this person? You know, they told me they want to lose weight, but now we're talking about this other subject or, but if that's, if that's where the client wants to go, then it's my job to walk that path with the client. So it's funny. I started to refer to myself as a wellness Sherpa. That's kind of accurate. I think. It is because we don't always know, but it is our job to guide and to help them on that path that they choose, not to choose their path for them or to kind of push them back onto the path we thought they ought to be on is truly to step back and say, okay, this is where you're headed. And I love that, you know, when we take time to craft a vision with our clients, then we have a better understanding of where they're headed and we can revisit that too and say, okay, it seems like we're making a little bit of a shift. Let's go back to that vision and see what it really is now. Maybe there are some tweaks we make now that you're interested in this topic over here. So just taking the time, I think that's where national board certified coaches really do have something special is that we use that guiding style and we have this approach that really honors the client's Mm -hmm. autonomy where they get to choose what to do. It's not us taking a book off the shelf and saying, we're going in this order. Right. I don't care what right. you think. Right. And I think that it's empowering for them to realize they're in charge. 
Right. And that's new. That's new for so many people. It's one, it's one thing that they, they have control over and we're there to support them. Not, we're not telling them, like you said, we're, you know, we're not saying, no, no, we're going to do this. So I think there's a lot of power in, in, in allowing people to be in charge. Mm -hmm. And it's rewarding to be able to see that and to see that confidence grow in our clients so that they can make those choices and do it from a place of excitement, not a place of fear or or shame or guilt, but really getting excited about what they want to do for their health and wellness. And that just gets them motivated and ready. Yeah. And I, and I think it perpetuates, it just, it's like, it becomes self-perpetuating. It's that snowball concept. It just kind of grows and grows and grows as it goes down the hill. So as you think about all of the work that you've been doing and how you've been serving your clients and how you're getting out into the community, going into these community centers and doing presentations, how do you feel like your trainings and your continuing education has helped you to grow and get to this point? Well, I, I think right out of the gate, I mean, the training um, associated with, you know, where the clients are in terms of the change process was really revolutionary for me because, you know, and we, we talk about it in study groups and we, you know, it was just, you know, part of the discussions in the, during the education process, but, you know, we assume everybody's coming, you know, locked and loaded and ready to just start and take Uh action when in fact Uh a lot of them aren't. Um, and so, you know, learning to appreciate that was very helpful for me, um, in terms of how to help clients. Right. And then, you know, like I said earlier, you know, just knowing and reinforcing with clients that they have, they have what they need. Um, they just don't know how to harness it. They don't know, you know, I mean, you know, the idea of leveraging certain skills, uh, that you have in a, in a workplace and applying them to your health and wellness, I don't know that clients naturally make that connection. So, you know, it's, you see these mini aha moments when they're like, when they realize that, oh, I do it over here, I guess I can do it mm-hmm. over there. And the other thing for me was sitting for that national board exam was one of the best things I've ever done. And, you know, I'm no spring chicken. And so it was, it was very, it was like, my family was wildly supportive Mm -hmm. because it, to go, to go back into a learning, a learning environment was, was a challenge, you know, but I, I mean, I was absolutely committed. And I said to my husband, this is where, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next, you know, six months, Mm -hmm. you know, and the additional knowledge that I extracted from that, uh, that process, you know, uh, all the read, the readings and the study groups and was really above and beyond anything I expected. And I'm really grateful that I, that I did it. And of course I did the happy dance when I passed. So of course, yeah, I think we yeah. all do. <laughs> it, was, it was a big relief. I would encourage anyone to, to at least explore the idea. I, I love that you brought up the concept of stages of change and the trans theoretical model, because you're right. We think that when people come to us, that they're just locked and loaded, they're ready to go. And there's still a lot of that ambivalence that exists. And sometimes it's because they've tried in the past and it didn't quite work the way they hoped, or someone has 
belittled them or shamed them. And so it's scary to even get started. They know what they want, but it's still scary. They're not sure of that reception. So they have a lot of that, or maybe they're not even sure what needs to be changed. Someone has said, you should get healthy. And they say, okay, where do I start? So we we have to really, truly meet them where Mm -hmm. they're at. Slow down, not with our own plan in mind, but truly just walking in their shoes and walking alongside them to help them get to where they're going. And that is a huge benefit of actually going through a training program. I know I see so many people trying to decide if they want to become health and wellness coaches and what that looks like and finding a reputable training program that will open your eyes to these concepts is truly the foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I would agree. So you have had so much great information to share. It has been fantastic hearing about your unique approach and really differentiating yourself as a classically trained chef and bringing in those experiences from the American Diabetes Association combined with all of your trainings and truly getting yourself out there, going into the community and saying, I'm going to do this. It's not comfortable, but I'm going to do it. I don't love social media, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) There are so many people in that same kind of boat where we know what we need to do, but I think hearing it from other coaches is that added motivation and that added just, Mm -hmm. yeah, if someone else can do it, so can I. And it just is that little bit of a, of a push to take a, take a chance, take a chance on yourself and take a chance on your community that they do want to be healthy, right? Giving them the chance. So as we think about new coaches or people considering becoming coaches, what is one tip that you might have for someone just getting started? Can I give you two tips? You can. Okay. Um, so my, my first tip would be to stop worrying about how you're going to respond to what your client is saying. Oh, that's a good one. We're, we're always worried about the wow factor. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to wow this client when in fact you really just need to be like, you just need to be, and you just need to listen. And the other tip I would give coaches is something my nephew said said to his wife, actually, and she passed it on to me. She said, for every hurdle that, that we successfully like jump over, someone else has decided to stop. So I thought was really powerful because this whole, like, you know, the social, like, again, I keep going back, you know, we've talked about the social media stuff and it's a challenge. It's a challenge. There's so like, you know, there's so much about like launching your own business that is hard and so you're, you're kind of flying the plane while you're building it, but for every, for everything I learn and for everything I overcome, someone else has decided to not, to stop, to not do it. And so that has really kept me going. And that sets you apart too. That's what makes you, that's part of what makes you unique as well is that you chose to keep going. Right. Right. Those are my two pieces of advice. Those are great words of wisdom. Those are (laughs) really important ones too. I love it. Just to, you know, be in the moment with your client. You're right. So many times we get caught up in having the perfect response when someone says something and that's simply not necessary, nor is it expected. Right. 
And sometimes we get in our own heads thinking we have to be some kind of perfect person or perfect coach. And our clients just want someone to walk with them, not to be some perfect vision of anything. They don't, they don't have a vision of what we should be. No. You know, that's our own messaging that continues, you know? So yeah, just be who, be, be who you are, listen, and just be there for them. And I think some of that messaging, you know, we can, we can get clarity on that messaging that we have inside our heads by sitting and just, you know, being with ourselves too. And saying, you know what, I hear that thought running through there. Is it really true? Or is it just something I'm telling myself and, and taking that time, especially as you're launching a business to say, "Mm, this one isn't really true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This one is just something I've decided to tell myself. Right. And, you know, for, for me, you know, when, you know, there's, there's not like my, I don't come from an entrepreneurial family, right? So the fact that I'm doing this, you know, it's a second or third career, depending on, you know, but so it's very hard for some of my family members to see that I'm doing something so unconventional. You know, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm stepping into something that's not Monday to Friday, nine to five. I'm not, you know, there's no guaranteed paycheck. There's no, you know, so there's a lot of fear that, you know, they have a different risk tolerance than I do. And I, I have had to learn to be okay with that. Yes. So, and that's, I think where some of that self-doubt and that, that some of that messaging kind of works its way in because it's not, if, if what you're doing is not what's expected, you know, but you're responding to something that's really resonating with you and, you know, helping you're feeling very soul aligned with coaching, you know, it's the right thing to do, then you really need to have confidence in the decisions that you're making about walking this path and growing your business and helping the larger community get healthy. That's so good. Oh my gosh. You have had so many wonderful words of wisdom to share today and just very thoughtful, even tying in that concept of you don't come from an entrepreneurial family. So this is very, very different. And it's not something that you've seen. So you are kind of trend setting. You're being a trailblazer here. And that sometimes uncomfortable and sometimes really exciting and sometimes a combination. (laughs) Exactly. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to sit down and share your experiences and your ideas and just your thoughts of how to help new health coaches. Now, I know that some of our listeners will want to connect with you on that social media thing. (laughs) I know. uh. (laughs) So how can we connect with you after the podcast? My website is Renew Health, but it's R-E-N-O-U health.com. If you want to check out my website or if anyone could please email me at Lynn M L Y N N at renew R E N O U health.com. And then I also have a profile on LinkedIn and Facebook. Fantastic. So I will put all of those links to make it easy in our show notes with the transcript. So that all you have to do is click on those easy peasy to go visit Lynn and learn more about her. I know that she would enjoy connecting and creating more community and collaborations and partnerships. Absolutely. I would love that. Thank you again, Lynn, for sitting down with me today. I look forward to seeing everything that's in store for you and your coaching practice. I look forward to hearing about those community center meetings. They sound fantastic. 
And I just know that you'll connect with someone in those meetings. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking with you today. It was a, it's a great start to my day. Wasn't that just great? Lynn had so many wonderful tips to share and experiences, and she really brings to light that we can create a coaching career and a coaching business that suits our experiences and our needs, as well as those of our clients. The possibilities are endless for what we can do when we are open to the possibilities. I hope you will join me again next week for another interview with a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach. Until then, have a great day.